You are listening to the Happy Mama Village, a podcast for mamas, about mamas, and by mamas. Brian and Annie are both certified professional life coaches, passionate about empowering mamas to live wholehearted lives, find purpose in the mundane, and embrace feeling lit from within. Brian's expertise is working with women going through or recovering from a divorce, loss, or breakup. Annie is an expert in helping families thrive through shifts in mindset and parenting techniques. If you are feeling overwhelmed and unseen and are wanting to take you and your family beyond the status quo, this podcast is for you. We are so happy you are here. Welcome back to another week at the Happy Mama Village. Today we are talking about menopause with Jean Andrus. We are your host, Brian Zielinski. And Annie Henderson. And here at the Happy Mama Village, if this is your first time joining us, we discuss all things pertaining to happy mamas, like relationships, parenting, self-care, mama tips, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with Cheetos, mm. and so much more. <laughs> so, so, so Annie, <laughs> we were talking about this back my family we were talking about this on spring break have you ever had peanut butter and jelly with cheetos on the sandwich um i have not i've eaten many a weird thing but not that combination should i try it you should try it it's so good peanut butter and jelly with any kind of cheese flavored chip it's you know really what? good. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> it doesn't sound good. I'll give you that. But um, yeah, we were we were in Colorado for spring break, and we 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 were bringing up like weird combinations. And my sister's kids are, are younger than mine, and uh, she's got little bitty kids. And we kind of had a taste test to see what they thought about it. So it was a split reaction. Some loved it. Some hated it. So do you mm. have any weird? food combinations? I don't think so. I do like to throw some chips on my sandwiches for that crunch. Yes. But uh, you know what? I'll, ha- I'll have to come back to you on that one. Okay. I can't think of anything <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay. So update on coronavirus at the Zelensky house. Let's hear it. Yeah. We, we have started a new schedule. We are now homeschoolers. Which, uh, because all the schools are shut down, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm again. It's it's against my it's against my will, but I'm being forced to do it. So, uh, yeah. So we've started a new schedule, and I'm trying to stick to it. But we've built in art and recess and physical activity. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, so tell me about this against your will. What's going on? Well, I mean, I would not your will, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not my actual Not will. your hubby. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I like the idea of homeschooling. I just don't want to be the one teaching them. So <laughs> if I could find somebody to come to my house and teach my children, then I would homeschool. But I don't actually want to be the one teaching them. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And this is the time where everyone will really, really see the value in their teachers and what they're actually <laughs> worth. Yes. In fact, I saw a meme and it may be you because you, you've been posting the best coronavirus memes ever. But there was one <laughs> that said a bunch of parents are about to find out it wasn't the teacher. 
I haven't seen that one yet, but yes, that is yeah. so true. <laughs> yeah, so oh, we're all going to so get funny. a growing lesson. So I taught Brinkley how to make glaze yesterday. Ooh. So kind of like a little teaching exercise. Teach just me kind how of... to make glaze? <laughs> sure, it's super easy. <laughs> Everyone needs to make some how-to videos. <laughs> yeah, and just having that extra time to bake which I'm not a huge baker but to bake something and just show her like a skill like hey if you ever need this you're probably going to forget what the actual ingredients are which is fine but at least like I was able to teach her something show her something so Mm -hmm. yeah we are using I'm getting to use my diffuser more because with oils with essential oils because Mm -hmm. Will in the past has always complained about the smell. He doesn't like it. So I have to do it when he's not home. But now that he's sick and he may have Corona, we're not really sure. But um, now that he's sick, he's like, okay, yeah, you can use the diffuser. That's funny. Use it, please, please. (laughs) Yeah. So I've been using Thieves, um, the essential oil called Thieves from Young Living, which actually has a really interesting backstory it's called thieves because back during the early part of the 19th century or 18, I don't know, whatever. I don't know my history that great. Um, but during like the Black Plague, um, thieves, robbers, would, I think they would either ingest it or they would rub it on themselves. And then they go in and rob graves, like rob things from people's houses who have died from the Black Plague. And they didn't get sick. And so it's this mixture of essential oils. It's called Thieves. Isn't that interesting? I did not know where that name came from. That's awesome. So, yes, Yes. anyone that hasn't listened to Vesta's episode, um, we might have to share that one again on on Facebook just to remind everyone because, yeah, I've definitely been adding to my diffuser and breathing it in. I I realize I don't have – I feel like I need more diffusers. Like, I just have the one, and apparently <laughs> yes. that's that's a newbie move. <laughs> yeah, you need them, like, all over the house. So Vesta's episode, I believe, is number 58. Mm, so you can go back. Yep. and uh, Yeah, I looked it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so what about you? What's going on? Coronavirus update from the Henderson house. So... I told you a little bit about it, but Scarlett, we decided to go through her day and she would be the teacher. So we started with the first three classes of her day yesterday. Interesting. Love it. Athletics. uh, I quickly came (laughs) to the realization that I I am not in shape even the littlest bit. (laughs) I thought I could still hang. So did y'all leave the house? Uh, It stopped raining for a bit. So we were just running up and down um, our block. (laughs) And oh my gosh. So like we would do a couple laps, do some push-ups, do a couple laps, do some burpees, do a couple, like it was nonstop. And and of course she was making it look so easy. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Scarlet. I was like, okay, we apparently need to do this every day. Oh my god. Forever. So <laughs> until I can find I love that. So you went through her whole schedule. So we no no no. I was like, I can't give you my whole my whole day. So yesterday was three <laughs> of the subjects. We had English, okay. uh, we had I think health and wellness, which I think we ended up doing some yoga at that time. And then okay. 
today will be the next three and the next. Uh, so that our first day we had set up a tent and it was awesome. We all hung out there in there and played games and relaxed and Skeeter was running all over oh, the place. Nice. We took most of the stuff out and then there was a monsoon <laughs> and we put, of course, the rain cover on the tent, but that apparently doesn't help in a monsoon. Everything that oh, we left yeah. in there was soaked. Yeah. So, and of course it rain. it's going to rain every day this week, but it's, yeah, it's, a, it's been so a blast. Dreamy. We're not going hardcore homeschooling. We're not doing that. We're doing art and music and physical activity and creative things. And, um, I might, you know, figure out something she wants to research. Um, we're writing letters to family and friends. So we're, we're still learning, you know, doing gardening and cooking and doing different experiences, but we are not trying to replace school. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like we had two hours of school yesterday. <laughs> okay. Like my, and my children, seriously, like my youngest Brooklyn, she had such a bad attitude about it. I was like, hey, this was two hours. That's so funny. <laughs> like, like, I'm not doing this because I'm like a super educational nut nutso person. That's your dad. <laughs> I'm doing this because the teachers are making me. That's funny. <laughs> like they're sending me stuff for you to do. So let's roll back that yeah. attitude. How about And that and that is not hap- like I don't think I've been sent anything yet. Oh yeah, we're doing Duolingo. Oh, really? So as Brian, as you know, we created an awesome resource page. Um, yeah. And it's just, there's no opt-in. You don't have to give us an email or anything. It is just on our happy mama village site. Um, the happy forward slash resources. And there's educational links. There's free links. There's all these different resources. There's, um, I was in education for over 15 years. So a lot of the resources in there are things that we used, um, in education. So, if you're starting to get burnout in week one because you're using the same things over and over again, uh, keep it novel and fresh and fun. And if you are stressing out, then maybe dial it back a little bit. And I was not in education for years. <laughs> and so I'm going to add how to make homemade moonshine to the resource page. I'm just kidding. I'm not. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah. that, that'll be I'm just next uh, next week's episode you should have <laughs> it's like an own page for all of the drink recommendations that you mentioned i know That's I, hilarious. Need to. I need to and all of we also need to add we're adding to this resource page like every day because it was it was a lot to we wanted to get it out there but we're going to keep adding to it but also want to add in all of our uh, show recommendations like netflix like Things to binge watch. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Books and things like that. And even things like that. So, all right. Well, I'm glad that y'all are enjoying Coronavirus 2020 up at your house and everyone is safe and, safe and healthy. Um, today, we are going to talk about menopause, which I know, like, sometimes... I can be sort of ahead in the sand. Hey, I don't really want to like, think about that. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> you know, but that's not always the best tactic to take. So we've got Jean with us today, and she has spent almost 30 years as an information technology professional, 
a wife and a mother. She she thought she had everything figured out and then menopause hit and everything fell apart. <laughs> her marriage, her career, and almost her relationship with her son, plus her health. So in learning what worked to restore her health, she also discovered the magic secret of menopause. And now she works to help women worldwide create unique plans to help them create a new path through menopause. And like it or not, we're all going to go through it. And so this is going to be great information. She's here today to talk about how menopause affects you as a mom, whether that's to young children, teenagers, or your relationship with your adult children. So, Jean, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Welcome, Jean. We are so glad you're here. Um, and you're, of course, here to talk about something every woman needs to know about, whether they like it or not. And listeners, uh, just as a reminder, Jean has something amazing, a free gift at the end that she will share about, and we will add it to the toolbox, and you'll be able to reach out to her if you need it. So, Jean, again, thank you so much for being here. Um, can you tell us a little more about how you started being a menopause coach? How, do you, how does one find themselves there? Well, here's the here's the thing. We don't talk about menopause. We no. <laughs> make it a really mysterious thing. Um, I talk in my, my first book about how we all got dragged into a classroom when we were in fifth or sixth grade. At least my <laughs> generation did. Yep. Nope. Still and going. <laughs> it might be a little earlier now. And we get told that we're about to start menstruation. And somewhere along the line, there's this little bit of information that says, oh, this stops someday, someday. But they don't tell you when, they don't tell you how, they don't tell you what to expect. All they tell you is it might end. And so we get to this point in our lives and even our doctors don't tell us. My doctor was uh, really very mysterious about it. You know, she said, let's do a test to see if you're fertile. I'm like, okay, hmm. well, what does that mean? And she didn't really give me a whole lot of data. And I got the information back. She said, yep, you're still fertile. Um, but it was a message on my, on my voicemail. Um, oh, wow. So we don't get a lot of information. And what's happening is we're changing every single part of us. And I don't think we remember what puberty is like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's sort of like we don't remember what childbirth is like. Um, but we go through it and every part of us changed. And here we are on the other side of that and every part of us changes. And well, the way we think, the way we feel, the way we our body ha reacts to stuff, our relationships, our what I call our spiritual tra trajectory our life path, all of those things change and we don't know what's happening. We just feel like we're going crazy. So I, when it happened to me and I lost everything basically, um, I, I turned to getting healthy as a way 
of coping with it because I knew I was eating myself to death and I was depressed and a lot of other things. And I knew that if I could get myself healthy, I would at least be able to cope with what was going on. And I accidentally fell into the best eating plan, the best exercise plan, um, and some things that really kept me from um, dropping into a deep, long depression. And as I went through it, I realized that other women needed this. So I started out as a personal trainer and diet coach. And then I realized there was more and women needed to understand it more. And being a natural researcher, that's what I did. I went out, I researched it, and I kept diving into what was going on in our hormones and how that was affecting the rest of our the cells in our body and the cells in our brains and how we thought and felt. And it really did make a difference in the women I worked with. So I created my own path. Um, there's no certification in menopause mastery coaching. <laughs> I just you're, do it. <laughs> you're the founder. I love it. <laughs> Eventually there will be a certification and I will just do it. So, so Jean, I heard you have a story for us today. So I can't wait to hear it along with our listeners. What you which, got? Which story? Did, am I going to tell you about my, my viewing? The- my the two ladies from ah oh, okay yeah sorry i have two stories that i tell it's <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. so let's go back to when we developed as human beings and we we grew up as humans in hunter gatherer tribes and so i think back to two women who lived there and i call them una who is a young woman she's in her uh, late teens, early 20s, and she has a couple of children. And an, another woman who is in her late 30s or early 40s, and her name is Majda. And Una, and Majda is past her fertile years, which probably in that time happened much earlier than it does for us as women now. So Una has her children. And she must, in order to raise those children to to self-sufficiency, she must be involved in the tribe. She must keep a man tied to her so that he's bringing back food and other things that she needs in order to survive. Because most of the time she's either gravid, she's pregnant, or she's nursing, or she has young toddlers or all three of those, which means that she can't be real self-sufficient. Um, and so she has things going on in her body, which are forcing her to realize how important that tribe is to her. Now, Majda, on the other hand, is this woman who has gone beyond that. She probably has one or two grown children. She has her, her mate has since passed in a, in a hunting accident and she needs to create in her, in her way, her own self, the spot in the, um, in the tribe that works for her. But her hormones are telling her that 
it's her time to be the wise person of the tribe, to study the plants and the healing arts in order to direct the tribe in a way that keeps everyone safe. But her spot in the tribe is stepping back. She no longer needs to have a mate to provide for her. The whole tribe provides for her in, in some sense. So this is where menopause, and menopause is a action of the reduction of fertility that happens only in a few species. It actually happens only in humans and whales. <laughs> I didn't know that. Weird. <laughs> and the whales that go through menopause, again, there are very few of them because they've either died in accidents or whatever or childbirth along the way. And these adult, these postmenopausal whales are responsible for directing the tribe. Is it just me? Is it just me or I don't like the comparison between <laughs> premenopausal whales and women. But go ahead. <laughs> okay, they're the smaller whales. They're not the really big beach <laughs> But actually, whales are one of the most intelligent and uh, social of all mammals. And they have a very complex tribal system. And so we, we see in this is that menopause does have an incredibly strong evolutionary component to it. It, it helped the tribes last longer and, or, or be more productive, be better. And so tribes with, with women who lived past menopause actually did better. And so we have this this world where we stop being so maternal and we turn to what it is that sparks our own interest. Mm. And often that's knowledge or art or um, philanthropy. Um, some women whose um, caregiving instincts are higher may turn to a philanthropic um, kind of world. And so it's, it's really a very interesting thing to watch how we change as we hit menopause. Now, the fun part of this is that... <laughs> yeah, tell me. <laughs> so the fun part of this is that we're now getting older as we have children. So this desire to turn to our own interests is now conflicting with the fact that we still have young children in, the, in our homes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I never thought about that. That's so yeah. true. <laughs> and I watch it because my own daughter-in-law is, um, is pregnant and she's almost 40. And I'm sitting here thinking, uh, do I really want to tell you what's going to happen? <laughs> because she is, she she has her own things that she loves and things that she does. And so those are going to come into conflict with this young person that she's, two young people, because her older one is just 
it's about four and a half. And so she's going to be coming into conflict because what we don't realize is that this change actually begins for most women in their late thirties to mid forties. And the change happens before the physical manifestations of that happen. The, we start losing some of that fertility, some of the levels of that hormone, those hormones start going down and we start turning away from this desire to have kids. By the way, that comes back one more time. Really? Most women. Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't want to homeschool. I'm turning away from. <laughs> you may be turning away from it. My maternal instincts. Uh, you're already like, leave the nest already. <laughs> go, go, go. Oh, no, I love my babies. I love my babies. I just don't want to teach them. <laughs> and I, I understand that. And and here's here's the thing. I want to I want to make sure that this get point gets out, out there. This is such a continuum. There are women who are super maternal from the time they are born. They're the ones who, you know, they, they play with baby dolls. They, they take care of their baby dolls. They treat them just like little, uh, little people. And then there are women all the way on the other end who are, have always been focused on the outside world and uh, whatever it is that they do. Everyone falls somewhere on the continuum and men, by the way, fall somewhere on that continuum as well. So what our hormones do is push us in, in the direction of caregiving. And then when they recede, they push us back into the, the realm of interacting with the other, with the rest of the world, but we're all on a continuum all the time. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. That was a, that was a really interesting story about the, the two women. Um, I, so I was thinking about symptoms and I know some people are not to menopause yet and it might not be even close, but what, what symptoms do people usually have the hardest time dealing with when it comes to menopause? Well, I think the the two iconic symptoms, mm -hmm. um, first of all, your period, I, I, let me just say that menopause is, means that your periods are going to be wonky. And wonky means anything from disappearing to really super heavy <gasps> to what? spaced out. To <laughs> super to heavy? That is not what I heard. <laughs> Right. That's not what anyone is doing. That's, that's <laughs> not right. <laughs> I thought it was one or the other. <laughs> it, 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 honestly, it can go from light to heavy to short to long. Um, but let's not. Uh, and that really honestly is something you want to talk to your doctor about if it's, if it's really annoying you. Mm -hmm. If they're super heavy, you do need to worry about anemia. But the two things that I think really um, get in the way of most women is hot flashes mm -hmm. and mood swings. And hot flashes are uh, sort of, I call them a broken thermostat. And what it is, is your body, your, your uh, pituitary gland, your, I'm sorry, your hypothalamus, um, says you're too hot. We need to cool down right now. And so you get hotter 
in order to trigger sweating, which will cool you down. So for most people, it's I, I've seen it said that that hot flashes are because you're too cool. It's not that doesn't seem to be true. It's usually that you're too hot, so your body is trying to cool you down. And the best way it knows to do that is to trigger sweating. Really fun. <laughs> Interesting. And this happens at night because at night we tend to like huddle down in our covers and we make this little nest and that nest keeps getting warmer and warmer and warmer. And then our body says, oh, we're too warm. Let's, let's trigger a hot flash. So you start to sweat. And of course you throw off all the covers and you get up and you go lay down on the bathroom tile, bathroom floor, cause it's cool. And then you get too cold and you jump back in bed and you pull the covers over and you snuggle up with that nice little warm body next to you. And the whole cycle starts over again. So from a standpoint of hot flashes, what you, what you need to learn to do, and it is a learning process, is learning to cool down gradually that sort of that one arm or one leg mm -hmm. out, toss the covers <laughs> off, and kind of cool down gradually and then not jump under the super covers. So um, I, I call duvets the invention of the devil because <laughs> you can't you can't layer in a duvet you just have all hot or all oh, cold that's true so 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 john is there anything that you can share with our, our mamas today that will will help them with symptoms or even prepare them mentally for menopause well i say that information is the best preparation so I've written several books, one of which is available to all of your listeners through, um, through your toolbox. Yeah, is it? that's right. Yes. And it, it's called my, my, it's my first book It's called, I just want to be me again. And that's because that's what we feel like. We feel like we're changing. And so we want to understand how we're changing so that we can incorporate those changes into our lives. And I actually wrote a book, it's available on Amazon called Chill Out, which is just about, <laughs> <laughs> it's all about hot flashes. And there's some ways that you can learn to cope with those hot flashes and also to get at some of the root causes because most of us are triggered by foods, by stress, by things in our environment to actually have those hot flashes. And learning what's triggering you is helpful in making that work better for you, not triggering them. So is is there an age that that, that typically begins? Because I swear I had one the other night, but I think I had been cooking. I'd had a glass of wine. I was rushing around and like I couldn't get enough of my clothes off. Like, <gasps> my family really appreciated that at it's dinner time. time. <laughs> <laughs> so but here's, here's the thing that um when i first started looking into this i i was under the impression that hot flashes really came from mostly from low estrogen which happens more towards the late 
perimenopause and the postmenopausal ranges. But some women seem to have them from what's called estrogen dominance or really low progesterone. So they can happen. As for some women, they're the first symptom. And for some women, they're not, they don't happen until late or even post your last period. So no, there's though that could have been a legitimate hot flash. It could have been triggered by the, by the alcohol. It could have been triggered just by the stress level you're under. And so that's what I work with, with my clients when we developing a plan. If, if hot flashes are the thing that's making you crazy, then we develop a plan through testing and it's, it's all self-testing. It's because a lot of hormones fluctuate all the time. So when you go to the doctor and get a blood test and they, they say, oh, your hormones are fine. Well, that's because you made the appointment six weeks ago and right now they're <laughs> fine. And every cycle we have, every menstrual cycle, has the opportunity to throw our hormones into chaos or into normality until we hit that spot in our lives where they're gone. Well, I think I'm going to blame my hot flash on coronavirus because I just blame everything on that. <laughs> well, that you sounds know? like a good idea. If, if the house isn't clean, it's coronavirus. <laughs> if my body aches, If you stub your toe, like, corona. It's coronavirus. Like yeah, I like it. You know, it's to blame for everything. So, <laughs> so Jean, where can our listeners find, uh, find you or reach out to you for more information or help? So I can be found on in two places generally. I can be found on Facebook at Menopause Guru, and okay. I can be found at menopause.guru. Or if you can't figure that out, it's menopauseguru.com will redirect you to where I am. There we go. And we'll definitely have that in the show notes. And um, so people, if they can't remember it or they're more visual, they can just click on it and go right to you. Thank you, Jean, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And, and I hope if your readers are, or if your listeners are interested in what's going on in their body, please go out and get a copy of my first book, I Just Want to Be Me Again, because knowledge really is your best uh, weapon against this. Perfect. And thank you so much for, for offering that as a as a PDF in the toolbox, that's such a generous gift. And like you said, knowledge is power. So everyone go check it out, reach out, definitely send Jean a thank you and find her on, uh, the, on Facebook. And if you know somebody that might be experiencing some menopause symptoms and they're a little, <laughs> a little confused about what's going on to their body, um, point them in her direction. Yes, definitely. Okay. So that's going to wrap us up today. I really enjoyed our time here together and we learned a little bit more um, than we did before about menopause, which is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Don't forget to go check out the toolbox at toolbox.thehappymamavillage.com for mama tips and tools. While you're there, be sure to click on the ad for the road trip to happiness this is the perfect time now that you've got 
some extra time because of stupid coronavirus, (laughs) be sure to invest in yourself and use this quarantine time to reset and maybe start a new method of operation. Just like your kiddos are staying busy and getting some work done, (laughs) this is a great time to invest in and continue learning yourself. So check it out. Thank you to everyone out there for spending time with us here at the Happy Mama Village today. You won't want to miss all the fun that keeps coming with season two. If you haven't listened to season one, uh, there's some good ones (laughs) back from last year, (laughs) 2019. So check them out. Let us know what your favorites are. The show notes will have our email addresses plus additional information. So be sure to check that out. We would love to hear from you. Stay safe, America. Thank you so much for spending time listening to this episode. I hope that you were inspired from our time together. We want to encourage you to leave a review, subscribe, and share a favorite episode that another mama needs to hear so that she can feel supported as she continues the brave and sometimes lonely journey of motherhood and life itself. By sharing, together we can change lives. If you are feeling overwhelmed and alone on this journey, reach out. We are here to help. Thanks for listening.